Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Dad, I'm broke. Hey, broke. I'm Dad. Dad. Okay, don't you have cash saved up from babysitting? No, I spent it. I want my own bank account from S&T Bank. They offer free ATMs, Zelle, and an annual scholarship. Plus, when I open a Smart Start checking account, I get $100. See? I'm responsible. Hey, responsible. I'm Dad. Visit stbank.com slash smartstart for details. Bonus available July 1st through September 30th, 2022. Opening deposit balance of $50 required. Member FDIC. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino online. I was only playing for fun, so winning was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's favorite free online social casino. You, too, could have the chance to win life-changing cash prizes. Absolutely anybody could be like Mary. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumboCasino.com and play for free now. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18-plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice of the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of the winner. Welcome to an all-new season of True Crime Never Sleeps. On this season, we dive deep into some of the most infamous solved and unsolved heists in history. From D.B. Cooper to the Geezer Bandit. Tune in on YouTube or any major podcast platform. True Crime Home Sleeps Podcast. I'm your host, Larry Lees. Today we're diving into the mysterious death of the eight-day bride. Some say murder, some say accident. Let's dive right in. I'll share with you my thoughts on what really happened. First, we'd like to thank our sponsor, Pondex, for sponsoring this episode. Pondex are the hottest new tool for podcasters looking to have more meaningful conversations or gamify their podcast. Simply shuffle up, ask a question, let the content roll. Get yours today at pondex.com and use the code Larry21 for 10% off your first purchase.
evening of May 20th, 1947, body of 22-year-old Christine Kettlewell was found 150 feet from her honeymoon cottage in just nine inches of water on the banks of a river in Severn Falls, Ontario. Christina Mokon lived in Mamiko, Ontario and worked at a bank where she was described as a capable employee. On May 12, 1947, Christina eloped with John Ray Kettlewell, 26-year-old war veteran, better known as Jack, after knowing each other for three years. Christina's family had a concern about the marriage. Ronald Berry, a 28-year-old immigrant from Italy, was Jack's best friend and a professional ballroom dancer. It's said that Jack, Christine, Christina, and Ronald spent an inordinate amount of time together. Christina's sister Helen would commit would comment that the family thought that perhaps Ronald was in love with Christina. Following the elopement, the Kettlewells spent the next few days at an apartment in Toronto on Tyndall Avenue. Bizarrely, Ronald joined them for an entirety of their honeymoon, and on May 17th, the trio headed out to Ronald's remote college or cottage, excuse me, in Severn Falls, only accessible by boat. During their time at the cottage, it's reported that Christina began to act out of character. She'd go into crying fits, while at other times, seemed completely dazed. Evidence suggests that Christina had conversations with Ronald about whether or not Jack truly loved her. On May 20th, Christina disappeared from the cottage, curiously on the same day that Ronald's cottage mysteriously caught fire. Ronald returned to the cabin to find a disoriented Jack sitting in the cabin with an apparent head injury and pulled him out of the blaze. He looked for Christina, but couldn't find her anywhere in the cottage. Ronald recalled that the cottage burned to the ground in just an hour. He took Jack on a boat to Severn Falls to reach a car to drive him to the hospital and contacted the police. It was then that Ronald discovered that the situation became even worse. That evening, Christina's body was found at nine inches of water, just 150 feet away from the cottage by Neville Sweet, an owner of a boathouse in the area. Her body was free from burns or any signs of violence. An official autopsy found traces of codeine in her stomach, but her ultimately cause of death was declared a drowning. Interesting, Major Lawrence Gardafield, who tried to help put out the fire in the cottage, said he saw no signs of Christina's body in the area when he went to fetch water from the river to help with the flames just hours early. Jack, Ronald, and 20 other people were questioned by police in connection with the case. Jack was interrogated by the police for three hours after being released from the hospital, where he was treated for burns, shock, head injury, and apparent drugging. However, Jack claimed to not remember anything that occurred after 11 a.m. on the day of Christina's death. Ronald was questioned by the police for a grueling 13 hours in which he provided a 3,000-word statement that the police would describe as fantastic. On June 19th, an inquest into Christina's death began, <clears throat> which became quite the spectacle. The public packed not only the courtroom, but the grounds outside, with some even approaching Jack and Ronald. The main witness... For autographs, it should be noted that Jack and Ronald were not on trial for murder. This was simply a case to determine whether or not foul play had been involved in Christina's death. While the highly sensationalized investigation uncovered many interesting bits of information, the jury of the inquest ultimately could not agree on whether Christina's death was the result of foul play or not, stating, quote, 
due to the fact that the postmortem examination disclosed codeine in the stomach of the deceased and due to the suspicious fact that she was found drowned. This jury is unable to decide on the evidence given whether or not foul means were employed in her death. Jack and Ronald were in the clear, as there were no evidence implicating either of them in the death. But their relationships to both Christina and each other were thoroughly exposed in the process. The police report claims that there were signs and evidence that Christina was very distressed by the unnatural conduct of her husband and Barry. And now, time to dive right into the theories of what could have happened. First one, Christina may have been dealing with mental illness and killed herself. The largest piece of evidence that Christina may have killed herself are the several suicide notes written prior to her untimely end that were uncovered during the inquest. The first note, written on Easter Sunday before their engagement and about five weeks before the wedding, was addressed to Ronald. In it, she writes that she tried to poison herself and talks about the uncertainty of receiving a proposal from Jack. In it, she claims, this will be the best way out as I cannot bear to see another girl have him. Jack recalls Christina being sick that day, but claimed in his testimony that he was unaware of the suicide note. She wrote another suicide note at the end of April. This time her intention, as detailed in the note, was not only kill herself, but Jack as well. In this note, also addressed to Ronald, she wrote, When you love someone, you really love him, and I know there is no one for me but Jack. If I cannot have him, I do not intend anyone else to. I waited, as you might say, in the hope that Jack would ask me to marry him, but I now realize I'm just a passing fancy. The last note was written the day before she died. It was addressed to a Mrs. Thomas, who owned a home in Mimico that Christina and Jack stayed in for a bit. Once done, Christina asked Ronald to mail the letter for her. She writes, Ronnie is in the boat outside somewhere. By the time he gets back, everything will be all over with. He must have been afraid something would happen, because he is staying an extra day to make sure we go back to Toronto with him. All notes were confirmed by a handwriting expert to have been signed by Christina. Ronald held on to all the notes from Christina, but he never told Jack about them until the inquest. Strangely, Ronald was able to and chose to save the letters from his burning cottage. In our final, second and final theory, perhaps Jack and Ronald were not so innocent. The first bit of evidence that suggests the duo may have planned this is a series of insurance policies purchased before Christina's death. Jack took out two separate life insurance policies on himself and Christina before the marriage. Each $5,000 Canadian dollar policy contained a double indemnity clause, which would allow the beneficiary excuse me, to collect twice the amount if the cause of death was accidental, a sum worth around $200,000 American dollars today. Strangely, Ronald was the beneficiary listed on both policies. Ronald had also taken out a $5,000 Canadian dollar insurance policy on his cottage that would later mysteriously burn down and name Jack as his beneficiary. It should be noted that Ronald had failed careers in both construction and insurance. <clears throat> Additionally, the inquest revealed that Jack had given his war gratuity, a payment to Canadian servicemen when it was charged, to Ronald that Jack had removed all of his family from his will, for reasons unknown. Also, Christina's wedding ring became a suspicious detail in inquest as it was never recovered. 
Reports differ as to whether Ronald purchased the ring for Christina or if Jack borrowed the ring from a married friend. And the true price of the ring is also debated, ranging from $1,000 to $13,000. Nevertheless, it was never found after Christina's death. Finally, Jack's statement to the police after the fire was another fascinating exhibit entered into the inquest. In the statement, Jack states that he and Ronald have been in an intimate relationship for some time. However, in court, Jack claimed he was coerced to make that statement as the police wanted to build that story up, or that story in the report. The police commissioner did in fact touch on this relationship in the report of Christina's case. In it, he writes that the relationship between Jack and Ronald was, quote, to put it mildly, to be unnatural. There was no evidence to prove this relationship, but it was highly suspected. In the inquest, Crown Counsel C.P. Hope didn't believe Jack was coerced and suggested that these that the two were actually lovers. Jack finally agreed to this after Hope hammered him with questions. The Toronto Star describes the questioning in an article from June 20th, quote, when Kettlewell, after vigorous questioning, agreed with Mr. Hope's repeated suggestion that he and Ronald were male lovers. A fantastic triangle of twisted and thwarted emotions took shape. And finally, we continue our new segment featuring Poddex's True Crime. And today's question was, what has been the scariest school shooting you've ever heard of and why? It's probably the most obvious, but I would go with uh, Columbine, just hearing about all the people that got shot and then the true intentions of what was gonna happen with the bombing and other potential crime murder planned that's what I'd go with that is all we have for this episode True Crime Never Sleeps podcast on this Murder Monday let us know your thoughts what do you think happened was she murdered or was it suicide let us know in the comment section below and be sure to hit that subscribe button and if you want to support the show you can buy us a coffee at buymeacoffee.com slash tcns Thanks for watching, and we'll see you next time. Thank you for listening to the True Crime Never Sleeps podcast. Follow us on Twitter at True Crime NS. Like us on Facebook at True Crime Never Sleeps. Send us a voice message at anchor.fm slash true crime never sleeps slash message. Tune in next week for an all-new episode. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino online. I was only playing for fun, so winning was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's favorite free online social casino. You, too, could have the chance to win life-changing cash prizes. Absolutely anybody could be like Mary. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumboCasino.com and play for free now. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18-plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice of the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of the winner.
Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line. Prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Mail checks, invoices, documents, and everything you need to keep your business running. Get rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS. And with the mobile app, you can take care of mailing on the go. Make the same no-brainer decisions as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up at Stamps.com with code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.